listening to The Breakfast Show this morning on Faith FM. We have just had some news. It is 8.04 a.m. I look out my window and I see the sun as well as some some threatening clouds looming. But we are blessed to be here to be sharing the show with you. And we are going to have another question for the quiz. Who is the father of Seth? If you have any kids named Seth, you can't say yourself. But 0491-064-669 is the number to call. Again, that question was, who is the father of Seth? Our prizes for this week are truly amazing ones. The Revive Cafe Cookbooks 5 and 6, guys, you can get in and win these cookbooks and hopefully you're close to us so that Lyle and Shell and I can come over and you can make any of those recipes for us for dinner. But again, that question was, who is the father of Seth? 0491-064-669. All right, let's head over to text messages, text messages. Let's find out what you've been saying during the first part of the show. Been kind of quiet this morning. We'd love to hear from you guys. Mm. Anyway, uh, here we go. Going without meat in Scotland. This is or will be pushed all over the world. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. There's a pretty bold statement right there. Maybe. Maybe. Can't see it actually happening. Me either. In fact, I can see it putting a tremendous pressure on fish docks and other animals that are liable to be poached. But anyway, mm. um, can't see it actually happening. But, of course, we never saw COVID-19 either. That's another fact. Um, mm. it, has to do mostly by, it has to do mostly with climate change. The Bible tells us that cannibalism will be happening in the last days. Yeah, wow, this is a heavy, heavy verse. Uh, in the destruction of Jerusalem by Rome, it happened. Uh, hungry people will do anything to eat and anything to survive. Oof. Okay, mass killings worldwide. We are looking at the last days for true. Oh, sorry, for true Christians. Mind control or demon possession? Question mark. Mm. Yeah, what what is actually driving these mass killings in the times in which we live? And the world is certainly falling apart. This was this is a relatively new phenomena where we have these kinds of killings taking place. Mm. Uh, pastor not allowed to put his hand on the person who is to be executed. Hard pill to take. Again, religious discrimination. I bet if it was another faith, it would be allowed. Oof. Interesting, very interesting observation right there, and I tend to think that you are correct. Uh, the move of the American embassy, divide and conquer. The Jesuits are at it again. Don't forget the papacy has always wanted to take over Jerusalem. Remember the Crusades and the temples? Nothing has changed. I think this is an interesting observation right here because it's definitely a very divisive move, one that is certainly opposed by Pope Francis on the surface, Once again, we do not see what's going on behind Mm. the scenes and all kinds of things could be going on behind the scenes. Mm. Uh, Okay, finally we have this one. I don't know any other church that has a health message as part of their message like the SDA church. What a blessing to us and the world. Absolutely. Mm. So, And Annie Mathers over there in Raymond Terrace just going and getting it done with the uh, depression recovery program. So if you're in the Newcastle, Hunter region, anywhere around here, Port Stephens, whatever, then uh, we would love to have you turn up over there. You can just give us a call here, 0491-064-669. And we can, we can help you out with where those kind of programs are happening. Mm. Uh, they tend to happen all, all across Australia. Investing in your health is the best investment that you can make. Absolutely so it is. We'd love to point you in that direction, definitely. Yes, 
All right, you got anything coming through on your screen there, Lawson? No, I've got some text Lyle, messages Lyle's got things coming. And she, I've got text Lyle's messages Lyle's getting pointed through. at and said, hey, check Just going through. So very sad to hear about people, about those people getting killed, mm. uh, even more so that so many were children. We need to yeah. pray for the families affected. Pray that this situation draws them closer to God as only he can provide hope for the future. And I'm grateful that mm. today is just one day closer to his return. Absolutely, amen. And one day closer to the end of all of those kinds of horrific situations. Mm. Okay, let's head across to our Bible study today. Let's dig into it and see what the Bible has to say for us. All right, where are we going to go today? We've been covering, working our way through Genesis this week. Let's see here. Today we are up to verse 21. In Genesis chapter 3. Yes, Genesis chapter 3. And verse 21. Genesis 3 and verse 21, the Bible says, And the Lord God made clothing from the animal skins for Adam and his wife. Okay. How horrific is this verse? Well, I probably have a bunch of clothing that's made out of animal. Not really. I'm not a huge leather guy. And I don't have an Akubra. So... Not a, a lot, but, I mean, yeah, for us today, this happens all the time. It's interesting, isn't it, how that it's been incredibly politically incorrect, what, the last 20, 30 years to wear fur? Mm. But not leather. Yeah, that's right. Leather is allowed, but fur is not. Yeah. Well, the kind because of... Because fur has connotations of cuteness. That's right. But also, I think it's like people look for exotic furs and then they hunt... Uh, Endangered animals, whereas cows and kangaroos aren't endangered. Well, actually, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say that because if I go, I remember back in the early nineteen nineties going and uh, visiting producer Shell, who was a young lady living in Wisconsin at the time, oh, and cute. there was there was a farm just down the road that farmed some kind of weasel. I forget which kind of weasel it was, but something from the weasel family mm-hmm. for their fur. Mm. How is that different from? Farming cows for leather. Yeah, and even kangaroos. Like, kang- kangaroo leather's like the best of the best. That stuff is expensive as. Yes. Because it's, it's, the, it's, the it's the lightest of the leathers. People love it. So, yeah, how is that any... In, well, some people feel a certain way about it, specifically the United States of America, who has decided on our behalf that kangaroos are an endangered species and they won't be taking any kangaroo products into the United States. Uh, yeah, shout out America for <laughs> not knowing what's going on in Australia. I no idea. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I think... One particular industry, the motorcycle industry, where leather is incredibly pre- like prevalent. In fact, you're wearing a, a neck-to-ankle suit yes. that is completely made out of leather. Yes. And if you're a bigger person... And, and if you are a competitive person and can afford it, you're wearing kangaroo, kangaroo leather. leather. And if you're a bigger person, we make the joke that you used half the cow. But, you know... We won't make that joke a lot, but uh, yeah, I'm just—I've never actually stopped to think about it. But you know, if you if you turn up, you know, back in the day, if you turned up in a fur coat, and, and by the way, producer Shell was saying that the farm that was just down the road from her was farming minks. Mm. If you turned up in a mink coat, everybody would get super upset over it, mm. and people were protesting right across the world. But I haven't seen them protesting in favour of cows. Is there a, is there a double standard here somewhere? Yeah, 
If if listen. you know, I mean, if you're catching stuff in the wild, yeah, I get that. We don't necessarily want to go and kill our native wild species unless they are overpopulating, like our kangaroos do from time to time. Mm. Uh, but really, is it that different? The reason is cows are a, th- are a threat. Okay. Okay. Because firstly, they're evil and <laughs> they they want to attack humans. As no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but secondly, it the real threat is what comes out of their behinds. Methane. That's right. We need to take them out. Which is 30 times more harmful to the atmosphere than CO2. That's right. We need to take them out. So I think it's. I think that people aren't upset about cow leather because... Yeah, no, I think it's just a whole bunch of hypocrisy in the end of the day. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think, I think the point that I'm trying to draw out is this. We mm. don't bat an eyelid when we walk, in to, walk down the supermarket aisle and see rows and rows of meat. Sure. And we don't bat an eyelid when we see somebody turn up in leather shoes and a Kubra hat or their motorbike leathers. Usually, uh, if they're wearing leather shoes and an Kubra hat, they're usually an animal lover. They work on a farm and... This is so true. This sheep is and, actually so yeah. true. Uh-huh. And they'll wear a leather belt as well. Yeah. With a big brass buckle on it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that says RM or... <laughs> okay, but so we really don't blink about any of these kinds of things, but imagine what it was like for Adam and Eve mm. when a single leaf turning brown and falling off a tree mm. would have been horrific for them because they'd never seen death before. That's right. And what just happened here? What did God just do? Mm. God made them clothes from animal skins. God could have made them clothes from all kinds of stuff, but he made them clothes from animals. Animals Mm. died for them to have clothes in the post-sin world. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Okay, so in these clothes that Adam and Eve are wearing at this time, which would have been so horrific, I mean... I think for most of us, you know, I grew up in the bush and, uh, you know, death mm. is, you know, is, is a kind of a, a way of life on a farming property. Yep. But even still, you remember the first time mm. that you take the life of something. It's one of those things that you remember. Mm. You remember the first time that you see the life of something, you know, other than bugs and so forth, but a, 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 furry, a furry cute critter, whatever mm. it might be, that dies, that is killed. You remember that. It sticks in your mind. Um, here in this in this particular situation, imagine the horror when God comes to them and says, hey, okay, I'm going to make you some clothes. Oh, great. When These fig leaves are useless. They haven't lasted five minutes. Mm. And then God turns around and kills some animals. Mm. But in that, there is a promise. Read for us verse 15. In verse 15, the Bible says, if I take a step back, it says, I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Okay, so why do they need clothes? Well, because they've... They be- didn't need them before. They've become vulnerable, susceptible to death. Well, firstly, yes. uh, but also... Yeah, they've become self-conscious and needing shelter, in a sense. But God could have said, hey, you're the only two humans on the planet so far. 
Um, you're married. Get over it. Mm. He could have. But obviously they needed clothes for more than just covering their skin. Yeah, shame's sake. Well, it it was because of shame that they were covered. I would say this. Let me let me let me toss this out. The world, the Edenic world, had a perfect climate. Mm -hmm. Clothes were not necessary. Yeah, sure. Post Edenic world had an imperfect climate. Clothes are going to be necessary because you're going to get cold in human beings. Yeah, that's right. We don't have fur. We don't have blubber. We don't have you know any of those things that other creatures in the world have to keep them warm. Mm. And uh, without clothes, we're going to die from exposure to the elements. Mm. And so animals had to die so that humans could live. There's a lesson there. Mm. I would I would put forward that what took place here was the very first sacrifice that God showed Adam and Eve how to perform a sacrifice, mm. and that God sacrificed lambs because the lamb becomes the symbol of Jesus Christ and the lamb is the sacrifice that God asks for from Cain and Abel right there in Genesis chapter 4 and that in that sacrifice he explained to them the plan of salvation mm. and how it would work and how that Jesus would die for them and the death of that animal was a symbol for what Jesus would do. Mm. Okay, now let's think about that some more and how much more horrific that makes this particular situation. So not only have they seen an animal die for the first time, mm. but in seeing that animal die and then they are told that Jesus will do this for you. Mm. Jesus will die for you. That's That would have been... I can't even begin to imagine that experience and how it must have deeply, deeply affected their lives at Mm. this particular point in time. Okay, so let's look at a couple of other verses here that the Bible uh, highlights. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. Ephesians 2 and verse 1. Ephesians 2 and verse 1. As I turn my pages to make it over there, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, where the Bible says, once you were dead because your disobedience and your many sins. Yes. Mm. Okay, so here's an interesting point here. Um, this just comes from the text message. Many believe that it was God, Jesus, who killed the lamb. That is not the case. Adam killed them as part of the plan of salvation of the sanctuary for also to the Bible study. It's a very valid point, actually. Mm that has been made right there because that would make it even more impactful and it would it would be a it it would fall in line with the biblical model. Mm. Uh, the biblical model is that yeah God doesn't do the sacrifice we do the sacrifice mm. because in doing the sacrifice it tells us that it is us our sins our actions mm. that killed Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that caused his death. So very very good point coming through right there. Thank you for sharing that one on the text message. Love to hear from you guys, 0491 Let's go back to that verse there in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, please, Lawson. Ephesians 2 and verse 1, once you were dead because of your disobedience and many sins. Okay, so how does the Bible, what, what condition does the Bible describe us? Dead. Dead. Gone. Why are we dead? Because we, well, we will die, yes. but because of our many sins yes. has caused us to die. Dead in trespasses and sins, it says in other places. Mm. Okay, what about Romans chapter 6 and verse 20? Romans 6 and verse 
20, the Bible says... Here we go. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. Okay, so this is an interesting first. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. What? What? what does that mean that you are then, uh, you know, we talk about freedom as being a good thing. Is this a good freedom to have? No. So, th- so this is this is saying that because you are a slave to sin and have no ability, like you're free from the obligation to do right, comes at the price of your life, um, your well-being, your happiness, um, the lives, well-beings, and happiness is of the people around you, uh, this is the worst situation to be in. It is. Yeah. So Absolutely. I, I think, actually, this is this is a great commentary on how it is that some people can potentially view obedience to God, which is like, oh, obedience to God is a burden. But it's like, oh, actually, if you're not obedient to God, you're, you are free, which is, a, they're like, yeah, you know, if I don't subscribe to Christianity or even Christians themselves, they're like, oh, if I don't, if I don't, you know, be obedient to God, like, the, you know, that's freeing. That's the freedom that God's given to me. He's like, yeah, you're free to be a slave to sin who dies and is unhappy. <laughs> yes. That's that's the f- your, freedom you have. You are free to be miserable. Yep. <laughs> who wants that? Yeah, that's you, right. you are free to be miserable and die. I think you're free to be miserable in pain and die. Even furthermore, yeah, you're free to be a slave, essentially. Your freedom is slavery. Yes. Mm, To death. Wow. Heavy stuff. Mm. Okay, so the Bible says that we are slaves of sin, that we are all fallen, that we are completely dead. Mm. Uh, In Isaiah chapter 1, the Bible says that we are so riddled with sin, it's like, you know, we're riddled with sin from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet and every part of us. All the way through. In fact, let's look at that freedom in Isaiah chapter one. Let's let's head over there real quick and look at those passages. So, Isaiah chapter one. It's a great passage we've got over here. Isaiah chapter one, and let's go to. Let's see here. Oh, where is where is Isaiah gone? You want to read the part about the cucumbers? Nope. <laughs> I want to read the part about verse five and six. The Bible says, why do you continue to invite punishment? Must you rebel forever? Your head is injured and your heart is sick. You are battered from head to foot, covered with bruises, welts, and infected wounds without any soothing ointments or bandages. Mine says, why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot, even to the head, there is no soundness in it but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Ooh. That is the freedom that you get when you are a slave to sin. You are free to have all of that right there. That doesn't sound like the kind of freedom I want. Mm. Nope. I actually want freedom from that. Mm. Not in that. Mm. I want freedom from sin, not freedom in sin. Mm. And that's what Jesus came to do, mm-hmm. to give his life for us so that we could have freedom from sin, mm. not in sin. That's why the Bible says, you know, Jesus, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Very different, very different context when the Bible says from rather than in. 
If the Bible had said Jesus has come to save you in your sins, then it would indicate that Jesus was going to provide salvation and leave us as we are. But when it says from sin, it indicates that Jesus is going to come to this earth and Jesus is going to change us. He's going to make us a new person that we are going to experience conversion. Mm. And that as a result of that, we'll be able to gain victory over our temptations and live for Jesus Christ. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Let's jump into back into our Bible study. Before we do, let's have our final question for our quiz. This is the last opportunity you will, you, you will get to enter your name into the hat for this week's prize. Which are amazing prizes. The Revive Cafe Cookbooks 5 and 6. They have plenty. In fact, over 100 between them. Uh, tasty, amazing, healthy vegan recipes. And I really want to emphasize that part because when people hear the words healthy and vegan, they think, surely then it can't be tasty as well. But the reality is, it can be. But our last final question is and now this is a fill in the blank, so I've got to try my absolute hardest not to say what those blanks words are. Okay. Have not I commanded you be blank and of good blank? Ooh. Yeah. Right. Joshua one nine is the verse, and those blanks are the the questions. Basically. This is a scripture song too, so it makes it even harder. That's terrible. Zero four nine one. The tune is going through my head along with the words. Six, six not nine. Have not I commanded you be blank and of good blank. Fill in the blanks and you will get your final entry into the drawer before our drawer at eight forty five this morning. But again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. All right, let's uh, head back to our Bible. So let's go to Zechariah chapter 3. I like this passage right here because, you know, we've got this whole lesson of God making coats of skins for Adam and Eve Mm. and, uh, you know, Adam performing the sacrifice but God making the clothes. Mm. Okay, let's have a look here in Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. There's some really important lessons that we can learn here about clothing and what clothing symbolizes and particularly the clothing that God makes. All right, go for it. The angel showed me Yeshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser Satan was there at the angel's right hand, making accusations against Yeshua. And the the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, reject your accusations, Satan. Yes, the Lord who has chosen who has chosen Jerusalem rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. Yeshua's clothing was filthy as he stood there before the angel. So the angel said to the others standing there, take off his filthy clothes. Turning to Yeshua, he said, See, I have taken away your sins, and now I am giving you fine new clothes. Then I said, They should also place a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean priestly turban on his head and dressed him in new clothes, while the angel of the Lord stood by. Okay, so many, many years ago, there was a depiction of this in uh, the 20 Million Movement Bible study, an artist's impression. And he got it wrong. He, did he draw Jesus 
Yes, he drew Jesus. Being sinful. No, he didn't draw okay, okay, Jesus okay. being sinful. Because it says... But he got it wrong. Really? Yes. Oh, he had people standing in the wrong spots, didn't no, he? No, they were standing in the right spot. Okay, what was wrong then? Okay, so here's what he has. He has Jesus. Uh-huh. He has a sinner. It's not Joshua the high priest, uh-huh. by the way, but that doesn't matter because, you know, he's just illustrating the point that this verse is for all of us because uh-huh. Satan does the same thing to all of us. He stands there yeah. to accuse us. And so, you know, using his artistic license, he's like, okay, let's put this into the modern context, and he puts a modern person there. Yes. So that's fine. Cool with that. Uh-huh. And the modern person is clothed with filthy clothing, uh-huh. and Jesus is standing behind him putting onto him new clothing over the top of his filthy clothing. Ah. This is a major, major problem with that right there. Issues, issues, problem. theologically incorrect and it messed with my head every time I looked at it for the whole quarter. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's not what the Bible says right here. Uh What does the Bible say? The Bible says take away his filthy clothes. Mm. Take away his past life. Mm. Take away his sin. Mm. Give him new clothes. Give him a new life. Give him a righteous life. Mm. You see, the artist's impression had done away with the whole concept of conversion. Mm. Conversion is all about Becoming new. Mm-hmm. Conversion is one of those things that, you know, when we convert something, it is no longer the... I, I, I recently converted the engine. I did an engine conversion on my ute. Wow. So here comes a petrol heads or diesel head in this case uh, illustration. Mm-hmm. I did an engine conversion. Wow. I took the old engine out. Mm-hmm. I sold it. Mm-hmm. Got rid of it. It's gone. Put a different engine in. Completely different. I took a four-cylinder engine out. I put a six-cylinder engine in. Mm-hmm. Totally different from the previous one. Less power, but simpler. I love simplicity mm-hmm. uh, and longer-lasting. Mm-hmm. I love long-lasting stuff. Wait, wait, wait. The new engine was is less powerful than the old one. Yes. But the new one's got a six-cylinder. It's got two extra cylinders, but it's heavy. Mm. It has a heavy, heavy crankshaft. It has heavy conrods. It has heavy components <laughs> to move. It is way heavier mm. and bulkier and bigger and thus will last longer. Mm. That's that's the whole idea behind it. Uh, but all of that weight just absorbs horsepower, mm. which is a bit sad. Mm-hmm. But, hey, I went for simplicity and longevity and, uh, you know, it takes one You while. know what else is simple and lasts long? What? Electric motors. Yes. <laughs> you know what else is expensive? Yeah. <laughs> I actually looked into it when I was considering my engine conversion. I'm like, will I do Will I do the TD42? Will I do the Barrow? Will I do the LS1? Will I do electric? Yeah. And somebody said, do electric. So I looked it up and it was like $70,000. I'm like, no, just <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen. I would love to have put an electric motor in there, but yeah. nah. No, no, no. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's not going to happen. Mm. Okay, so that's what conversion is. Conversion isn't a rebuild. Mm. That's not what it is. Mm-hmm. It is where Jesus takes away your heart of stone, mm-hmm. cuts it out of your chest, and puts a heart of flesh in there. It's a transplant, 
not a rebuild, not a bypass. Mm. You know, we're not going through and cleaning the gunk out. It's none of those things, not putting stents in. Mm. It's a transplant. It's a full-blown heart transplant that Jesus wants to do for us. Mm. Wow. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a cast. It's not a, a bandage that you throw over the top and then eventually, oh, you know, the old leg will heal. Mm-mm. It's just, no, it's Cut it off, get rid of it, new. put a new one on. Mm. That's what it's all about. Okay, and this is what we have in this uh, depiction right here where you have take away his filthy garments and give him clean ones. And oh, just quickly, in pretty much every other Bible translation, it calls this person Joshua. In my Bible translation, it calls this person Yeshua. And I know that people have been confused by this before because they've pointed out and they said, oh, this is this is Jesus standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan rebuking him. And I'm like, no, it's take away your sins. Are you calling Jesus a... A sinner. This is not Jesus. This is not Jesus. Jesus is Jesus is taking away the sins of Joshua the high priest. That's right. Whose name was actually Yeshua. Yep. It's just transliterated into Joshua in the English language. Mm-hmm. If you read it in any other language, it will be transliterated into whatever that language is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually saves confusion to call this person Yeshua or Joshua mm-hmm. because... We don't have Jesus and Jesus. We've got two different people. Okay, they share the same. I know lots of people that name Jesus. You've spent time in in uh, Spain. Spain, so yeah. You would plenty know lots of, of plenty of Jesuses over there. Yeah, that's right. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And. We're about to do the draw for the quiz. Yeah, we're here. It's we're about ready. to spin. We're Producer ready. Shell's got the wheel of. And she's winning, pressing the button. Spin. Oh, and it's spinning. It's going. Man, she spun that thing hard. <laughs> and it's slowing down. Oh, we're we're quickly approaching. There's a winner here. Oh, and who who is it? Well, we will give her a call. Try and get her you on the clues phone. Away. You I am. Away. It is a, it is a female. But hey, let's have some answers for the quiz for today. The man executed by David for claiming to have killed King Saul was. An Amalekite. Uh, what was the seventh commandment? It's thou shalt not commit adultery. On what day was the sun, moon, and stars created? They were created on the fourth day. Who was the father of Seth? I know a few Seths in real life, and I know some of their dads, but the, the original father of Seth was a guy named Adam. Yes. And finally, fill in the blanks. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. But, hey, do we have our winner on the phone? Oh, I think we do. They're, they're chatting in the producer room. They're, they're, she's been plugged in. And we're going to have her on the phone. Congratulations on winning Janelle. Thank you very much. Hey, congratulations, Janelle. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. That's exciting. <laughs> so uh, you're winning some cookbooks here, Janelle. You know what that means, right? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, now, I'm thinking you're probably in Queensland. Oh, that's right. Lawson's, Lawson's heading to Queensland. I'm going, I think, if I'm not correct, because I, I know Janelle. 
Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm going to Janelle's church in two weeks' time to preach. So <laughs> there you go. This might be the first time. I don't know that the books will be there before you. Yeah, that's right. I, you know, I'm a pretty quick driver, but uh, we, uh, we'll see. Hopefully, look, regardless, we, uh, I have some of the, the, the recipe list here. I'll, I'll just, you know, we can, you're we put, can you're freestyle. Put, you're you know? put, put your uh, request in, in already. That, so that's like, right. Oh, this one looks pretty good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, congratulations, Janelle, on winning the quiz. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Amazing. Well, hey, right now it is time for... Question of the Day. All right, Lyle, our question of the day comes from Greg, and he asks, how do you find or increase the fear of the Lord? Yeah, okay, so the first thing that we need to identify here is what the Bible means when it says talks about the fear of the Lord. And you'll typically find this kind of concept in the older translations where fear had a different meaning to what we have, mm. what, we, what we give it today. So today the word fear means to be scared of something. And so if you're scared of something, then you are afraid of it. You have fear for that particular thing. In Old English or Older English, fear could mean reverence. Mm. Fear could mean respect. Fear could mean an acknowledgement that this person is more powerful than you without having any sense of scaredness whatsoever at all. Okay, so that's the first thing that we need to recognize. Okay, how do we increase our respect for God? How do we increase our understanding of God's power and who God is and uh, and and how we can relate to him mm. as somebody who is infinitely above us? Mm. Okay, so the answer to that question is going to be very simple. Uh, Bible study and prayer. Wow. Answer the question. Mm. Two words. Bible study. Pray. Is that free? As the song goes, read your Bible, pray every day. That's it. Mm-hmm. So um, now, obviously, there's a lot more that can come into it than that. But any relationship is built around communication and through Bible study. God communicates with us through prayer. We communicate with God. The communication goes both ways. There are many other ways that God can communicate with us as well. And so those are things that we need to participate in. So God can communicate to us through other people. God can communicate to us uh, in nature, God can communicate to us through our conscience. There are many different ways that we can communicate with God, but really the way that we we gain, we find, and then build fear of God or respect of God is through mm. communication. So feed your mind on the Scriptures. Um, there's some other points here that some other people have brought up, which I think are very valid and worth considering. You know, feed feed your soul with the reality of the forgiveness of God. These are good things to be thinking about and to be mindful about. Uh, learn to feed your soul on the majestic greatness of God. And we talked a moment about mm. go how God's second book is nature. Spend time in nature. Don't just walk through and look at it, though. Study it, research it, jump on Wikipedia, read all about it. Mm. Dig into it. Um, seek to cultivate an awareness of God's presence. And so this is understanding how to listen to the voice of God through your conscience, through the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to your conscience. And the way that you learn that is by practice. Mm. You know when your conscience has spoken to you, and the more you follow the voice of your conscience, the more you will hear the voice of God. 
um, associate with those who walk in the fear of God. Now, this is a really important one. We talked about how that God will often speak to us through other people. It is very, it is unbelievably hard to be a Christian by yourself. This is why the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together. Mm. We need other people to encourage us in our fear for God. So there's some pointers there, uh, hopefully some practical suggestions on how you can find the fear of God and then also increase the fear of God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning with the Double L team, Lyle and Lawson. We've come to the end of our show, which means that Tassie Encounters is about to start, so do stay tuned for the Tassie program that will be mm. coming on soon. Of course, this is the Newcastle program. We have programming coming from right around Australia here That's on right. Faith FM. Okay, don't forget that coming up uh, tomorrow mm. at Cessnock Adventist Church, they're having a men's health uh, presentation. Oh, Dr. Uh, Herlow is going to be out there talking about men's health. It's free to the public. Anybody can come along. It's a men's only space. So, yeah, let's let the guys get together and talk about guy issues. But don't forget, as you go through this day, to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and your fear for God will grow stronger. Amen. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.